Mr. President. Mr. Raskin. Senators, my daughter Hannah said something to me last night that stopped me cold and brought me up short. Our kids have been very moved by all the victims of the violence, the officers and their families. But Hannah told me last night she felt really sorry for the kid of a man who said goodbye to his children before he left home to come and join Trump's actions. Their father had told them that their dad might not be coming home again and they might never see him again. In other words, he was expecting violence. He might die as insurrectionists did. And that shook me. Hannah said, how can the president put children and people's families in that situation and then just run away from the whole thing? That shook me. And I was filled with self-reproach because when I first saw the line about, you know, your father going to Washington and you might not see him again, I just thought about it, well, like a prosecutor, like a manager. I thought, what damning evidence that is that people are expecting lethal violence at a protest called by the President of the United States and saying their final goodbyes to their kids. But Hannah, my dear Hannah thought of it like a human being. She thought of it, if you'll forgive me, like a patriot. Someone who just lost her brother and doesn't want to see any other kids in America go through that kind of agony and grief. Senators, when I say all three of my kids are better than me, you know that I am not engaged in idle flattery. Maybe some of you feel the same way about your kids. They're literally better people than me. They've got a lot of their mom, Sarah Bloom Raskin, in them. They're better than me. And Hannah saw through the legality of the situation. She saw through the politics of the situation, all the way to the humanity of the situation, the morality of the situation. That was one of the most patriotic things I ever heard anybody say. The children of the insurrectionists, even the violent and dangerous ones, they're our children too. They are Americans and we must take care of them and their future. We must recognize and exercise these crimes against our nation, and then we must take care of our people and our children, their hearts and their minds. As Tommy Raskin used to say, it's hard to be human. Many of the Capitol and Metropolitan Police officers and guardsmen and women who are beaten up by the mob also have kids. You remember Officer Fanon, who had a heart attack after being tased and roughed up for hours by the mob and then begged for his life, telling the insurrectionists that he had four daughters. And that just about broke my heart all over again. We talked about this for a long time last night. My kids felt terrible that other kids, fathers and mothers, were pulled into this nightmare by a president of the United States. Senators, we proved he betrayed his country. We proved he betrayed his constitution. We proved he betrayed his oath of office. The startling thing to recognize now is that he is even betraying the mob. He told them he would march with them 
and he didn't. They believed the president was right there with them somewhere in the crowd fighting the fantasy conspiracy to steal the election and steal their country away from them. They thought they were one big team working together. He told them their great journey together was just beginning and now there are hundreds of criminal prosecutions getting going all over the country. People getting set to say goodbye to members of their family. And the president who contacted them, solicited them, lured them, invited them, incited them, that president has suddenly gone quiet and dark. Nowhere to be found. He cannot be troubled to come here to tell us what happened and tell us why this was the patriotic and the constitutional thing to do. Senators, this trial in the final analysis is not about Donald Trump. The country and the world know who Donald Trump is. This trial is about who we are. Who we are. My friend Dar Williams says that sometimes the truth is like a second chance. We've got a chance here with the truth. We still believe in the separation of powers. President Trump tried to sideline or run over every other branch of government, thwart the will of the people at the state level, usurp the people's choice for president. This case is about whether our country demands a peaceful, nonviolent transfer of power to guarantee the sovereignty of the people. Are we going to defend the people who defend us? Not just honor them with medals, as you rightfully did yesterday, but actually back them up against savage, barbaric, insurrectionary violence? Will we restore the honor of our capital and the people who work here? Will we be a democratic nation that the world looks to for understanding democratic values and practices and constitutional government and the rights of women and men? Will the Senate condone the President of the United States inciting a violent attack on our chambers, our offices, our staff, and the officers who protect us? When you see the footage of Officer Hodges stuck in the doorway, literally being tortured by the mob, if government did that to you, that would be torture. And when you see that footage, and he's shouting in agony for his dear life, it's almost unwatchable. When the Vice President of the United States escapes a violent mob that's entered this Capitol building, seeking to hang him, and calling out, traitor, traitor, traitor. And when they shut down the counting of the Electoral College votes, is this the future you imagine for our kids? Is it totally appropriate, as we've been told? Or as Representative Cheney said, is it the greatest betrayal of the presidential oath of office in the history of our country? And if we can't handle this together as a people, all of us, forgetting the lines of party and ideology and geography and all of those things, if we can't handle this, how are we ever going to conquer the other crises of our day? Is this America?
Is this what we want to bequeath to our children and our grandchildren? I was never a great Sunday school student. Actually, I was pretty truant most of the time. But one line always stuck with me from the book of Exodus as both beautiful and haunting, even as a kid, after I asked what the words meant. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. The officer who got called the N-word 15 times and spent hours with his colleagues battling insurrectionists who had metal poles and baseball bats and hockey sticks, bear spray, and Confederate battle flags posed the right question to the Senate and to all of us. Is this America? Dear Senators, that's going to be up to you now. And whatever committees and subcommittees you're on, whatever you came to Washington to do, to work on, from defense to agriculture to energy to aerospace to healthcare, this is almost certainly how you will be remembered by history. That might not be fair. It really might not be fair, but none of us can escape the demands of history and destiny right now. Our reputations and our legacy will be inextricably intertwined with what we do here and with how you exercise your oath to do impartial justice. Impartial justice. I know and I trust you will do impartial justice, driven by your meticulous attention to the overwhelming facts of the case and your love for our Constitution, which I know dwells in your heart. The times have found us, said Tom Paine, the namesake of my son. The times have found us. Is this America? What kind of America will we be? It's now literally in your hands. Godspeed to the Senate of the United States. We reserve any remaining time. The um, House is reserved 28 minutes. <laughs>